everyone. How you doing? I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. Before we get started today, slow down out there. Slow down. The roads are slick. There are accidents everywhere. If you are new to town, Minnesota drivers are not as good as they say they are. And there are accidents everywhere. There is a horrible accident on 94 over by Rogers. I think they were trying to find where Tom Brady's grandma lives or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 20 cars, 20 cars and five people are seriously injured. So it's slick out there. It's greasy. Slow down. Take your time. No tailgating. Oh, my on gosh. On the roads anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Just set the game. Good one, Stan. Good one. Okay, let's tell everyone about our schedule coming up this month because it's a little crazy. We'll be here regular stuff next week. We are bumped on the 17th for yep. sports. Yep. Um, the week after that, Stan's out of town. So, and you know what? Stan works so dang hard. He deserves a vacation. So we just Check planned the most amazing, amazing show. We're going to tape it early. So you guys won't be able to call in and weigh in and whatever. But I have a incredible guest who will be joining me and uh, you're not going to want to miss that show. And then the last week in February, I will be out of town. Uh, Hanging a, out with all your snobby uh, know, friends. Yeah, DC and California. I, I know. I am a jet setter. I'm a jet setter. Part of the time I'll be in Washington, D.C. Part of the time I'll be in kind of by Burbank Valley, Bur- Burbank, California. Um, yeah, with all kinds of super cool stuff. A little bit later in the show, I'll tell you about um, our Supreme Court case, which is just so amazing. And the closer it gets, the more excited that I that I get about it. And when I tell people that, did you know Minnesota has a dress code for for voting and there and and an arbitrary dress code at that? I it, they're just shocked. And to have a case go all the way to the United States Supreme Court is just, I mean, the odds are so slim of the what seven thousand cases that the Supreme Court gets every single year to have them pick ours out out of the 75 or 80 cases that they pick to hear is it's just been an amazing amazing incredible experience but let's get going here because we've got a big show for you today too uh are you ready for some football because tomorrow's the super bowl and you would have to live under a rock not to know that it's the super bowl i mean talk about hype talk about starstruck you've got all these famous people jimmy fallon's in town and concerts and 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 all this stuff happening jimmy fallon went to have um he wanted to have tater tot hot dish with a family in Champlin. He said it was a heart attack in a bowl. <laughs> oh, but so so worth it. Oh, so worth it. Totally so worth it. Uh, we had some protests downtown today. Uh, short-lived protests, I might might add. Weather might have had something to do with that. It was under an hour and not very many people. And they had to reroute some buses and that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's over. And people are whining about the weather. They are whining, whining, whining. Yeah, I don't know if the Super Bowl will be coming back anytime soon after not this weather. Till we build them another billion-dollar stadium. But the snow is so pretty. It, so and those it out-of-towners can see that. Keeps your beer cold. 
You know, I mean, come on, people. great thing about ice fishing, you never need a cooler. I am kind of disappointed with this because I think there's so many wonderful, fabulous things that people could be doing outside or or expanding their wings a little further out. And I think some of that stuff isn't happening as as people stay home. I'm also really pleased because a lot of the uh, sports people or movie stars or fans or team team people who are in the team, um, they are um, they're they're having to go out and buy like coats and hats and boots and mittens and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, and so in an effort you know how they moved the homeless people out of downtown Minneapolis? Because yeah. God forbid they would see that there were homeless people around. Um, well, they moved them all out of town. But now you've got all these people who have big parkas and boots and coats and hats and scarves and and whatnot that they don't want to take home anymore. And I think this is a great idea. They started, uh, it's hashtag pass your parka and you can, they have a list of probably 20 or 30 hotels. I bet the list is growing by the minute. Um, they had, and there's a hashtag so you can go find out where you can drop your stuff off. Um, and you can donate all your warm weather gear and they'll give it to people who in See, need. And if anybody ever questions Minnesota nice. There, there it is. Go. There it is. Okay. The funniest thing. The funniest thing was Surly Brewing. Stan, yeah, that was enjoyable. Did I tell you that was hilarious? <laughs> that was or there were some on here I uh, didn't really think of before I read some of these. Tell us. Tell us. There's some good ones. Uh, enjoy the Mall of America. We built it on the old stadium grounds. Now, of course, that team went to a few Super Bowls, but we don't want to talk about that here. So we'll just skip over that. Also, make sure you enjoy the Nicollet Mall. It only took us 12 years to build that. <laughs> I don't know who thought of these from Surly, but thank you, Surly Brewing. Thank you. Uh, According to this, the elevated sidewalks that connect the buildings are called Skyways, not Sky Bridges. (laughs) One uh, visiting Eagle fan mentioned that, and his body was never found. Never will be. Nope, nope. We Um, love our Skyways. Let's see. This, This one really got me because I do this all the time, and I didn't realize it was just a Minnesota thing. But when you run into somebody in the hallway and you're like, oh! Oh, <laughs> you do that oak thing. Um, so that is a pretty good one. I didn't uh, know that was a Minnesota thing I didn't either. either. I mean, I just thought it wasn't that. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, but I guess we put a <laughs> pu- opa into it a little bit. All more. right, then. Uh, black ice is not an energy drink, folks. What? Uh, avoid that unless you want your truck in the auto repair shop. Um, oh, this is a good one, too. You'll engage in a conversation about the weather with a native Minnesotan. We really can't help it. It's a compulsion. <laughs> we have a ton of snow last week, but it was nothing like the Halloween blizzard of 91. That's, that is so true. That is so true. They bring that up every time it snows. Uh, you like this one as well. Be ready to experience first-class passive aggression <laughs> if someone says your old Ron Jaworski jersey is interesting. They're really not a fan. Now, if someone says, I'm not mad, they are, in fact, mad, mad. at you. <laughs> and if you get, this is the best one. If you get to a four-way stop at roughly the same time as another driver, just get out of your car, abandon it, walk <laughs> to your destination, because by the time you figure out who's going to go first, you could have already been at your destination. Right, right, right. You yeah. go. No, you go. No, you go. Wait, it's the person to the right. No, it's the... And you always have the one person that barges through. And uh, this is a funny one, too, because it always we always try to connect things to Minnesota, which we did with... Tom Brady's, what is it, grandparents up in Browerville? <laughs> yeah. Now, if you are going to see the old farm where Tom used to milk cows, on your way to Browerville, you'll go through Maple Grove, and, of course, Cisco, the singer of Thong Song, he 
now lives in Maple Grove, so that's a big <laughs> and another washed-up star living if, in Minnesota. If, if you're going up to find where Tom Brady's relatives live, don't, because that's where that horrible 20-car accident is. So stay off of 94 for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting, too. They had a picture of the Super Bowl tickets in the Star Tribune newspaper today and the tickets are still so outrageously expensive i just i just can't believe sixteen hundred dollars for and well and most of them are much higher than that too but the one they had pictured in the paper sixteen hundred dollars and right underneath it says exempt from state and local taxes so at least they tell us that for the tickets you don't have to pay yeah because that would be another probably a couple hundred bucks for sure in this state they tax you to death they tax the crap out of you. And of course, um, people are mad too because it's so hard for Minnesota people to get tickets because at our people's stadium, the Vikings gave all their extra tickets away. They gave them away. They could have had a lottery. They could have handed them out, but nope, nope, nope. They gave them away to players, coaches, staff, partners, or the NFL. Uh, and I think people are really, really angry about that. But well, hey, at least Mark Dayton got to pay his six grand for, for, his uh for his tickets and of course a lot of uh security i know you're going to talk about that that seems oh my gosh the security it's on you know they want to to, they want to send the impression that you are safe as safe can be and i believe that um but then there this all this security that we're stuck with uh or that we might need tomorrow We're going to have it forever, people. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the surveillance. We're going to talk about um, um, how real ID plays in this. We're going to talk about the protests. We're going to talk about, and, and this is, I mean, never let a crisis go to waste. The Democrats are so good at this. The St. Paul School District voted to strike. Remember we talked about the St. Paul School District last week and and what a failure those public schools are? Horrible, horrible. Uh, they bumped up their graduation standards, but the kids can't read or do math. Uh, it, it's outrageous. I am shocked that there isn't more outrage and anger out there about that. Uh, and and because it is, I didn't think I was excited for the Super Bowl, but clearly I am because I planned a whole half of my show this hour to talk about the Super Bowl. But the part that you're not going to want to miss, the part you are absolutely not going to want to miss is um, the memo came out yesterday. And in the second hour today, John Gilmore is going to come and talk with us about that. So we see the obvious rampant corruption and the lies and the weaponization of the of of our government um, and and the agencies, how they spy on us, how they spy on political opponents and how it was paid for by the Clinton campaign. Uh, but the media's out. The Democrats say it's a nothing burger. The Republicans are saying, whoa, 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 this is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, John Gilmore has followed this, every detail of it, so he's going to give us an update on that in the in the second hour. So I told you we had a jam-packed show today, and stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. everyone thank you so much for tuning in take it easy out there hopefully you're at home with a adult beverage in your hand and you'll be interested in some of the things that we're talking about i am talking a little bit about the super bowl because it's here 
and it's tomorrow, and I didn't think I was excited about it, but now I am excited about it. I I do think uh, our local media definitely hyped it. There, uh, did you? Oh my gosh, Dan, did you see WCCO? WCCO, they're doing the snowmobile jumps over the street right I in front of. I haven't seen that yet. Oh my gosh! So the snowmobiles go up this giant ramp and they jump over the street and they're doing tricks and oh, it is so awesome. So there are lots of things out there to do. Lots of things to have fun, whether it's at the Mall of America or downtown or wherever. Uh, or even if you're like me you're and Stan, you're staying as far away from downtown yeah. Minneapolis. Don't want to deal with the traffic. Don't want to deal with the surveillance. Yeah, yeah. The well, I know, the surveillance. I know, that part bothers me, too, I a heard lot. you have to, like, when you're walking down the street, even, you have to, there's, like, checkpoints yeah, at checkpoints. certain points. So Perimeter guards. Even if you get checked once, you may get checked a couple blocks down the you road. You can be on the light rail, and they'll check you four different times at four different checkpoints. They are even checking the bikers, because they've put up, you know how they are, the Midtown Greenway and some of the other bike routes that they have out there? Yep. They have them blocked off. They have them detoured. A lot of the roads are blocked off, too, um, with no cars, and they're, like, big cement blocks up, mm-hmm. so nobody does anything anything bad you know what well, good call um but if the bikers try to go around the detour sign the cops go get them <laughs> they go get them well, they have bike cops too so the cops said that they've planned they've trained it's game time for us we're ready to go we've to do what we need to do and take care of anything that comes our way. That's what the FBI special agent in charge in Minneapolis said. We are all eagerly awaiting this Sunday and our chance to do our part to make it safe, secure, and enjoyable for everyone. There are vehicle screenings, perimeter guards, explosive detection units, special response team, mobile command centers, links to the federal intelligence community, sex trafficking teams, anti-counterfeiting, efforts. Uh, The NFL security chief said that the one real threat to the fans, the cold weather, dress in layers. Well, I was going to ask if they got those heaters fixed that all were damaged and vandalized at the bus stops and the light rail. And another thing I found really interesting watching this on the local uh, news stations is supposedly all the liberals are against guns unless it's for the Super Bowl and there's a, you know, photo op with a military personnel with an M16 in their hand. Then it's like, oh, we all want guns. They're great because I'm bringing my children down. It's it's so... I thought guns killed people. I, I, I know. guess not. I know. It's so weird to see. I mean... It, to see that many armed people walking, openly armed people, like military armed people all over and it's downtown. Funny, everybody feels safe. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wonder if they'd feel that safe if those folks weren't there. Oh, but that's it, another show. No, it's just a couple segments down. We'll we'll get to that that part in a minute. Um, 111 viewers, 100, 111 million viewers are going to watch the Super Bowl. Um, I don't care if the Eagles win. I don't care if the Patriots win. Uh, 30 second slots for the commercials. Five million dollars. Five million dollars. I am quite happy because I think I told you last week that none of the teams that had players that kneeled for the national anthem are playing any longer, including the Eagles and the Patriots. Um, and the commercials this year, which I generally like the commercials too. I was a little disappointed in them last year, but they said this year they're not going to politicize them. They're very, they're mostly uh, fun, lighthearted, good which commercials, good. except for Coke. 
Coke had to do some commercial that's something about pronouns. I'm not exactly sure oh, what boy. that one is. Uh, and WeatherTech. WeatherTech, the, that mat that yep, you put down in the... Yeah, awesome. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know. Aren't they awesome? Yeah. Um, theirs is very pro-American. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird that WeatherTech got to have their pro-American one when the when the vets couldn't have their their yeah, pro-American one. I think it depends one. on how you uh, portray that, uh, you know... Fight yeah. for uh, gusto for America. We love America. Come on, it's the Super Bowl. It's as American as apple pie. And oh, and by the way, Minnesota is going to have the record. It's going to be the coldest one ever. And think about it. We'll Stan, never. We'll with, be talking about that as Minnesotans. That'll be one thing we'll have to add to the surly list next year. But people, what people forget is, with all that extra security everywhere, that they're going to have to stand outside to get into. I know it's an indoor stadium. I got it. I got it. But they're going to have to stand outside to get in while they go through all that security and i don't think they realize how it it's hard enough I to get in for like a, a viking 30 mile game. An hour northwest wind tomorrow i'm it, really hoping for it's that it's gonna be stan it's supposed to be like what 10 below 20 below wind chill tomorrow and negative two for a temperature and they're telling people yeah, but go I think early. a lot of the people that'll be going to the game you know they're going to have valet service. They're going to be parking in heated garages. I they mean, still got to go through paying, security. If they're paying eight grand for a ticket, I don't think they have to. Uh, they probably have some credentials elsewhere to not have to stand in it. You think? I think so. Okay, you might be right about that. I, I, mean, I you, don't know. Would you, for example, park in the special heated parking garage here at iHeartMedia? I know, so, and you, you know, just I, have to park out in the it, snow. Yeah, where the peons sit. <laughs> yep. We park in the same spot, Stan. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, this weekend, uh, and and actually some of the protests started earlier because Democrats are so good at this. They never let an opportunity go to waste. So you have some protests that are going on down there. And uh, mothers of people who were killed by police officers were meeting in Minneapolis on Super Bowl weekend. They're not coming to watch the game or visit the attractions. They're there for the Take a Knee conference, which is... A two-day conference, um, I think it's today and tomorrow, and they're going to take advantage of, of Minnesota being in the national spotlight, and and they're going to talk about the NFL. You know, Colin Kaepernick, he went down on one knee to protest police violence. The organizers said they expected a couple hundred people to attend, and they want to, they, at this conference, there are other protests going on. The one on 10th and Nicollet is over, very short-lived. I'm sure that was because of the weather. Um, but the purpose of the Take a Knee conference is to wake up the public about, um, so, so that we understand more about police shootings, racism, and the right to protest. And you're seeing a lot of these um, announcements, a lot of these protests, a lot of these conferences, because we do have the spotlight of the world on us for Super Bowl Sunday. Black Lives Matter Minnesota issued a travel alert for St. Paul. They said... um, Black Lives Matter Minnesota said, hey, black visitors and other people of color exercise caution while you're visiting St. Paul during Super Bowl 52. They said the St. Paul Police Department is the deadliest department in the state of Minnesota, killing more people annually than any other department in the state. Uh, Black Lives Matter Minnesota said they're not discouraging tourists from visiting St. Paul, but they want greater professional repercussions for officers who use 
unnecessary force. Um, yeah, well, good luck with that because I think most people are are not paying attention to the protests, not paying attention to... Uh, and and you know what? It's really unfortunate because it is a discussion that we should be that we should be having. We've got some some issues here. One of the issues that they're highlighting at the take of the at the take a knee conference is the militarization of the police force. Well, go downtown Minneapolis and you will see how you will see what looks like a lot of military in downtown in downtown St. Paul. But uh, the. I don't think people are going to pay much attention to these activists. Um, but I, I also think it's a conversation that we have to have. Black Lives Minnesota, uh, Black Lives Matter Minnesota said that the Super Bowl has put marginalized communities in danger and that there, that there are things that they could do. They're, they're pushing for economic justice, uh, noting that the Super Bowl ticket holders will be the only riders allowed to use the light rail transit on game day, uh, security purposes, of course. Uh, Local riders are instead being offered free bus service, and Black Lives Matter Minnesota... um, uh, what is his name? Sundin said, we don't want our cities to be playgrounds for billionaires. Well, I got news for you this weekend. It is a playground for the billionaires. It was uh, fun, too. I think it was the Rochester Post Bulletin had pictures of the 1992 Super Bowl in Minneapolis when it was the Washington Redskins against the Buffalo Bills. Clyde Bellacourt, who is the co-founder of the American Indian Movement, he was at the 1992 I remember this. I remember this. He was at the 1992 Super Bowl protesting. They had a teepee out in front of the Metrodome, and they they were protesting. They wanted the na- the Re- Washington Redskins or the Redskins name, uh, Washington Redskins name to be changed. Well, keep working on it, Clyde, because it's not changed yeah, yet. Twenty five years later, it's still. But hey, the Cleveland Indians are getting rid of their mascot yeah, guy. The that yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're making strides. But these are conversations that we have to have they just might not be the place that we want to have them um not only are some of the activists taking advantage of the super bowl being in town the um st paul's public schools remember i ranted and railed last week about how poor the st paul public schools are they're horrible they're appalling it should never ever ever be happening in the state of minnesota well they voted last week to go on strike and they are uh the the teachers union is coming out and they're saying, you know what? We are going after the Super Bowl sponsor- sponsorships. We are, we're going to go on strike, but we want to focus on these Super Bowl sponsorships because they're spending all this money at the Super Bowl. And you know what? Instead of giving the rich folks tax breaks, we should be giving the school districts a lot more money. Well, it's just wait till you hear the rest of this story. We're going to take a quick break when we come back we'll talk about the st paul uh st paul school district about their strike that they just voted for and i also want to talk a little bit more about the surveillance in downtown minneapolis uh, because 
Reason.com had a great piece this week about Real ID. And I know Stan doesn't like me to talk about it anymore, but sorry, Stan, we got to talk a little bit about Real ID because with all the, all the surveillance that they put in downtown Minneapolis, which will most likely remain after the uh, Super Bowl is over, um, the, it, this story is really scary when you, when you realize, um, the, the loss of privacy, the loss of liberty that all Americans are going to experience. Um, and we just roll over all under the guise of safety and security. Oh, the sheeple. Oh, the sheeple drives me crazy. Stay tuned. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Stay tuned for the four o'clock hour. John Gilmore is joining me. We're going to talk. Gilbert. What? I thought it was Gilbert. No, Gilmore. I've called him Gilbert before. <laughs> this is being a smartass. <laughs> oh well, you are. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for confusing me, Stan. I know it would I mean, be easy. <laughs> yeah, it sometimes it would be. I yeah, it it is easy sometimes. John Gilmore is going to tell us all about the memo. It's out. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. And you know what? People should be outraged. And yeah, John John Gilmore will straighten us all out on that one too. So stay tuned in the in the four o'clock hour. Um, do you remember how last week we talked last week? It was school choice week. So we were talking about, in particular, about the St. Paul School District and what an enormous failure it is and how Governor Dayton uh, and, and the Democrats in 2012 decided to establish a goal. And the goal was to ensure that um, uh, every student group, whether it was by race or by income or by any other category, Every single student group would have an 85% graduation rate by 20, by 2020. The odds of them making that goal are slim to none. But we talked about how, uh, they're, they're working so hard to push these kids to graduate to make sure that everyone has graduated, but the kids can't read and they can't do math. And they don't understand science, but hey, they graduated. And, and you're seeing uh, the graduation rates go up. But if the kids don't know anything, the piece of paper is worthless. It is absolutely worthless. And it seems like um, uh, there has to be more than just we can graduate you you actually have to have to learn something. And in particular, we talked about um, as the statewide graduation rate continued to climb the that uh, proficiency rates for all students in math decreased from 60 percent to 58.7 percent in 2017. So more people graduated, but the math proficiency rates went down. I mean, do you understand what's wrong with that? Reading improved a little bit, so I'm pleased to see the reading improved. But you know what? It improved from 57.6% proficient in reading to 60.2% proficient in reading. That means we're graduating 40% of the kids who can't read. 
If that doesn't trouble you and make you angry, when you consider education is half our budget, half our budget, and of course, all the stuff they want to spend money on, whether it's pre-K or some of the other ridiculous stuff that they've been spending money on in the last, um, uh, especially five, six years, but it, it can go back 20 years if you really want to be honest about it. Um, it's, uh, it, it's at, our, our scores are getting worse. Our kids are getting dumber. And, and and we just have to stop. So anyway, the St. Paul teachers decided that they're going to go on strike. They're going to go on strike. Oh, I meant to read you a... Um, I, I want to look it up because I have to make sure that I get it right. Um, if you're a black student in St. Paul, if you're a black student in St. Paul, the grad graduation rates went from 59.2% in 2012 to 70.7% in 2016. So more black students in St. Paul graduated. You think that's a good thing, right? Math proficiency rates fell from 23.8% to 19.1% in 2017. That's just pathetic. And, of course, now you've got the St. Paul School District, and they are they are voting for their first teacher strike in St. Paul in 70 years. 70 years and they are going after the Super Bowl sponsorships. Why? Because the Super Bowl sponsorships are the companies that have all the money and the union said, you know what? We need more money. So the union has decided to take the unconventional strategy of linking declining school funding to corporate tax cuts and, and they're targeting these companies. They're targeting these corporations and demanding that these corporations pay their fair share because that's what they always like to do. In particular, the teachers are focusing on companies that make up the sponsors for the Super Bowl host committee, committees that the unions say have avoided paying $300 million in state income taxes over the last five years. I would really like to see their uh, their stats on how, how they arrived at that. Um, according to public records uh, filed by the teachers union, only seven of the 25 Super Bowl host committee founding partners have donated money to the city, to the city of St. Paul, to the schools. I'm sorry, the schools in St. Paul. Think about that for a minute. So they're going to keep blasting these companies saying, hey, you rich companies, we want your money. Well, unless you donate to us. And if you donate to us, well, yeah, then, okay, we'll, 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 we'll back off. Um, and the St. Paul school district is facing a $27 million budget. But to come after these companies who already do a lot, whether they're providing jobs or paying taxes, all different kinds of taxes, uh, to have the school district come after them and accuse them of, 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 uh, hiding their money, not paying their fair share, uh, using loopholes so that they don't have to pay, pay more is, I think is embarrassing and, and, absolutely ridiculous to be perfectly honest with you about the whole entire thing when you have um um you know think about it in 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 um in St. Paul school district the what's the average teacher 76,000 isn't it 76,000 yeah i think it is um which is way higher than anywhere else don't you think we should expect more uh and to 
to see that you have the Minneapolis public school system that has proficiency rates of about, what, 40% in math and about 20%, uh, no, I'm sorry, 20% in math and a little bit higher in reading, that is just so pathetic, so pathetic. And it's all about the money, folks. It's all about the money. Uh, we're going to take a quick, oh, you know what? Let's take this phone call before we take a quick break. And if anyone else wants to weigh in, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. Hey, Jim, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Sue. How you doing? Uh, just, well, I'm good. Just a quick anecdote from uh, many years ago. My younger brother and I both graduated from a Western uh, high school, suburban high school that was famously known for on the state or cake eaters, et cetera. But uh, <laughs> I, I wonder was, where he, that could be. <laughs> yeah, just just a wild guess. Um, my, my younger brother went to the south side of Chicago. It would have been he graduated in about sixty-seven, so probably been sixty-eight or sixty-nine, and went to work at a place called the Southside Christian Youth Center. And I remember talking to him distinctly when he got back up here a year or so later, and he said exactly what you've been talking about, and I've paid attention ever since. He said that the kids that went to that those high schools down there were great kids, and he saw them at the center on the weekends and stuff, but they were just devastated when they found out they had a high school certificate and they couldn't do the basic things that the jobs and schools that they went to. I know it's it's and crazy. It yeah, it hasn't changed. You know, I we've been talking about this for twenty or thirty years now, and every every time I hear about the achievement gap or whatever they're calling it nowadays, and I and I think you people have been doing the wrong thing for fifty years. And think of all the children, all the students that we have just done a tremendous disservice to to put them uh, supposedly put them on the path that have them ready to be contributing valuable citizens and being able to go out and earn a living and and accomplish their hopes and dreams and goals and all of that. We have just let them down so horribly year after year after year after year. It's shameful. Shameful. And it, it's so hard to believe that it's like the old saying, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expect a different result. But we're doing the same thing, same thing to these children today. And I happen to come from a family, both my parents were educators and uh, so i i was encouraged to pay more attention to things like this at times and i and i can't i can't believe that we have a political system that has is taken over basically in this state as you well know for many years and they endorse these programs and these people to continue doing what is failing the children I know. And you know, and you know what, Jim, it's Democrats. The Democrats have been running the schools for decades and we let them, we let them, we throw more money at their failed ideas. And the only thing that we're failing are those children. Just one more quick anecdote, if I may. Sure. My, my mother uh, started teaching in a one room school in, in uh, Iowa, rural Iowa, where she grew up many years ago. She lived to be 90 and she, um, she was involved with teaching for almost her entire life, and then when she retired, she still was on the school board of the small town where she lived in north up north. But I always remember that um, I lost the thought. Um, I can't imagine a one-room schoolhouse. You know, I look back and see those pictures, and I read all the Laura Ingalls Wilder yeah, stories exactly. and all of that, too. Um, and it just seems like, I mean, think about it. The teachers back then, one-on-one teaching, what, 12 different grades? <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, I, we've yeah. come a long way, but we did a better job. And have you ever seen that thing on the internet that it had the in like 1868 what the eighth grade math test was or something? It's like, oh yeah. my gosh, we have seniors in high school now that can't do that kind of math. Touch it. Exactly. Isn't it crazy? Thank you, Jim. Appreciate your phone call. Uh, okay, everyone, we're going to take a quick break. I, I'm not quite done with the Super Bowl uh, yet because I told you about all the surveillance and the. Uh, security that's downtown minneapolis in in preparation which that's what our world is nowadays uh in preparation for the super bowl tomorrow um Reason.com had a fabulous letter uh, talking about national ID and it uh, real ID. And you heard me rail on this over and over and over again. I was disgusted with the Republicans who pushed it through, rammed it down our throats here in Minnesota. Governor Dayton signed it into law. And you now have all 50 states have some version of real ID on the books. They couldn't get it passed on a federal level. Couldn't get it passed on a federal level. So chip, 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 chip away over the last 10 years. And think about it. 10 years ago, <clears throat> 10 years ago, Minnesota, um, we had like three legislators in the whole entire um legislative body here in Minnesota who supported real ID. We actually had a ban on the books that you could not put real ID on the books here in Minnesota. Well, now all 50 states have it and it's, it's shocking, embarrassing and so sad for anybody who loves privacy and liberty to see that, you know what? We're on the road to a national ID system. We're on the road to a tracking infrastructure. And yeah, basically privacy is dead. So stay tuned, everyone. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Super Bowl weekend and I am ready. I like some football. Uh, but I'm talking about some of the other stuff that's happening, N- not the game strategy, not the teams, not the movie stars and famous people. Boy, our city is like starstruck over, oh, my God, Jimmy Fallon's here. Oh, my God, Jason Timberlake is here. What is it? What were they tweeting about Jason Timberlake? Land of 10,000 Timber Timberlakes. Yeah, I know. I know. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, but one of the things we talked about was the survey. Uh, and police presence that not just police presence, law enforcement presence uh, in downtown Minneapolis, something like 60 different agencies, everything from the Minneapolis police, the Hennepin County sheriffs, um, other um, um, law enforcement People have come from across the state of Minnesota, across the country, actually, all the way up to the federal agencies, whether it's Department of Homeland Security, FBI, uh, take your pick. And I t- we talked about how there were vehicle screenings and perimeter guards and explosive detection units, special response teams, mobile command centers, links to the Federal Intelligence Committee, sex trafficking teams, anti-counterfeiting efforts. Um, today I saw, was it the... I forget which newspaper, well, I forget if it was the Pioneer Press or the Tribune, but they had an article about how all the telephone companies are gearing up and how they're getting ready for tomorrow. Uh, and it really, it really has been fascinating and interesting to watch all of it. And you might remember over the past months, especially over the last year, 
when the Republicans were trying to jam real ID down our throat. Not trying. They succeeded in jamming real ID down down our throat. Uh, shameful. Totally shameful. We fought it for so long. Uh, and and you would expect it of the uh, you would expect something like real ID under Democrats because uh, they love big government, uh, but not from the Republicans. And I am. I am so irritated with Paul Gazelka and especially Kurt Dowd uh, and all the so-called leadership over there at the Capitol who rammed this down our throat. Never should have happened. It's absolutely uh, outrageous. And anybody who believes in privacy and liberty for Americans knows that the more surveillance that we have out there, uh, well, yeah, it's just easier and easier and easier to track and keep track of Americans. Um there have been all kinds of pushes to uh, centralize or standardize uh, photo ID or uh, individual identifications. And, and initially, years ago, they tried to push a national ID. And, and Americans always said, no, 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 no. But the government never stopped. The bureaucrats never stopped. The politicians never stopped. And when you look at what all the states have done now, all the programs that they've put in place, when you look at the patchwork of all the different state level systems and programs where they collect and share our personal and private data which is not personal and private anymore people uh in in essence we do have a national id program already in place and when you combine real id and e-verify uh with the facial recognition the license plate technologies all of which are being used for the Super Bowl here this weekend that, uh, in essence, we already have a complete surveillance system, a complete tracking system of American citizens. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. And, and the, this article that I had read out of reason.com, they said it's troubling. It's my favorite quote from the whole line. It's troubling that a single license plate recognition unit bolted to a telephone pole in a small town's Main Street might allow Barney Fife to build an extensive record of a resident's coming and goings with minimal effort or that of a facial recognition program tacked into the New York City Police Department's CCTV network could automatically track and log your walk around town. It's 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 really troubling, folks. You really, really, really have uh, no uh, no expectation of privacy. And the fact that 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 our government can track everything and retains this information is very troubling as well. So we've almost got a national ID. Um, thanks. Thanks, Republicans, for nothing. Uh, we have overly attentive state and local governments who are um, using all kinds of techniques, whether it's kingfisher, whether it's facial recognition, whether it's license plate tracking. And, and there's basically no oversight over it. So there's all this record keeping and they keep track of it. They can track everything about people's relationships, their business activities, uh, even your social life, your political leanings, uh, where you shop, all, all but a lot of people of give that up voluntarily, that's a, unfortunately. That's too. different. 
That's different when you give it up voluntarily. A lot of times like on when your you... cell phone, they have the facial recognition now rather than typing in your password. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that but at I all. I mean, it's going to get to that point where that's probably the only way you're going to be able to log into Weren't your you phone. Weren't you paying attention last week when we talked about, uh, oh, maybe we didn't talk about it last week. I have behind this glass here. I, yeah, I, I know. I, 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 I know, I know, I know. Um, but I, I did want to give Minnesota a little bit of credit because while they did ram it down our throat, Minnesota's law did put in some restrictions about how long they can keep this data that basically they can keep it for 120 uh, days and then they have to get rid of it uh, unless it's being used in an investigation. So someone should check that, by the way, check that and find out if they are uh, getting destroying it after 120 days or if they're keeping it forever. That'd be interesting to know. Okay. Um, coming up next, John Gilmore. John Gilmore's coming on. We're going to talk about the memo. We're also going to talk a little bit about the State of the Union. Who watched the State of the Union? Uh, basically, the Republicans loved it. The Democrats hated it. The Democrats wore black. The Republicans wore white. Pat Sajak, I love him. Pat Sajak, I follow Pat Sajak on Twitter. He's t- He tweeted during the State of the Union, Pat Zajac tweeted, what a great prank. Somebody put glue on half the seats of the State of the Union address. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. That's good. I know, I, I know. And and the bottom line is we saw with the short-lived dem- um, shut Democrat government shutdown when the Democrats sided with illegal aliens over Americans at the State of the Union, I think we ask ourselves, do Democrats hate America? I mean, they did sit on their butt. So we're going to talk about the memo. We'll talk a little bit about the State of the Union. And I'm also, because I'm not quite done with the Super Bowl, I'm also a little irritated at uh, the Star Tribune with all these people in town uh, supposedly reading the Star Tribune. Why would they print crap like they print in their paper? Ah, Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.